Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to the 83rd episode of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. And today is Wednesday Wisdom, so you know I have someone fabulous on. And my guest today is the powerhouse CEO of Style Blueprint, Liza Graves. And this was just such a fun interview. I mean, Style Blueprint is one of the coolest lifestyle publications in the South. I mean, it has been identified as one of the fastest growing digital media companies in the South as well, with over five and a half million readers in 2019. Um, they have they get 30,000 page views a day and their, their mission is really connecting women to their community but a third of those listeners happen to be men and I completely understand why. I mean they highlight the coolest stores for fashion, jewelry, design, food, all the things that we love. So I'm super excited to welcome Liza Graves. Hi, Liza. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, Heidi, for having me on. So glad that you did. Um, we are, uh, tell us a little bit about Style Blueprint. In the intro, I talked a little bit about it, but tell us what it's like uh, in the life of a CEO, a busy CEO of a thriving digital company. I mean, do you go into an office? Tell us a little bit about your day. Oh gosh. Well, the day, yes. So we, we started in 2009. I had a business partner at the time and she stepped away a couple of years ago. Um, so gosh, I mean, we started of course working from our homes, which I'm working from my home today as are a bunch of people in COVID times, but we started working from an office, I guess in gosh, maybe 2012 or 13 in a, in a, one of those shared spaces and then went to, you know, an office space after that. Now we have our own like little house that's been converted into office space. So it's a commercial space, but it, it feels like a house. We have a fireplace and a kitchen and it's very cute. I'm a big believer in just being in a space that inspires you. And when we were in our old office, it was very corporate and we tried to make it work, but it just never really worked. And now it's just a great, great place to go to. So we're lucky to have that. I love that. You know, for me, is I'm I feel that when you said space is so important. Yeah, I am an interior designer by trade as well, and so I get that. And everywhere I go, I think about how it feels more than how it looks. I mean, it matters how it looks, but the feel is important. And you guys, with being kind of, I, I I would imagine your employees are mainly women. Is that correct? Or they are. We have one male employee. We We've had in the past three, but never at the same time, but okay. three, but yes. Yeah, so our one, our diversity play is a guy. Yeah. Okay, good. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we tend to, I feel as women, we, we love to feel nurtured and be nurtured and to nurture. And, and when you're in a home space, I, I would imagine it just feels so good to work in that. Like I, it does. I mean, even last year at the holidays, we brought in a Christmas tree and we put little names on all these paper stockings and hung them up. You walk into our building and it's, you know, building, that sounds like it's like massive. It's, it's like 15, <laughs> but you know, it's, 
they have real doors and you know it's a full-size refrigerator and it has a back deck and people can go out there and you walk in and we made one of the walls we put like kind of oversized boxwood uh you know the faux stuff all over one wall so you come in and you just have that like punch of green color i love green um but we have rugs and every it's hardwood so we have you know just rugs in every room and it, again we want it to be as cozy as possible because we you know you never know what someone's day is like at home we want them to come in and feel their best so do you have pictures of that anywhere i mean i would love to see that somewhere yeah i'll okay. i'll send you some pictures okay that would be awesome i would love 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 to see that so so now on top of being um a ceo you're also a mother and I talk a lot about morning routines because I think that they're important. And I've found that some people have them and some people don't. So as a busy mother and CEO of a thriving company, do you have a, a morning routine or how do you balance work and home? I, well, I'll tell you what my aspiration is and then I'll tell you the reality. How about that? I want to be the person that wakes up at 5 a.m. and goes for a run, comes back, takes a shower, has devotional time and is sitting there drinking my tea, you know, in quiet space and journaling. The reality is that never happens. My day <laughs> is way too comfortable. I really give in to sleep. So a a few years ago, I thought that's the one thing I could control. And I do better off of eight hours a night of sleep. I drink less caffeine, I do better. So now, it and it's really hard for me to get in bed before 10 p.m. I wish I could be Oprah and go to bed at midnight and get up at five. I read this one thing about her schedule. I thought, well, no wonder you get so much accomplished. Right, You that's know, you're in bed three, you get three extra hours a day. <laughs> I know, but I can't function. I have to have eight hours of sleep. I'm the same. So I agree. I, I need it. So I wake up to NPR. So that's one thing that I've been doing for like 25 years. So National Public Radio. Yes, yes. In Nashville, where I am, it's Nashville Public Radio. So NPR works for both. Um, but I just like waking up to calm voices, hearing a little bit of national news going I'm a storyteller by nature. I like hearing more in-depth stories. It's not all just current events. There's, you know, other stuff that they talk about. Um, I like the fact that it doesn't go to all these commercials that are really loud. You know, it's just them talking. It's just a gentle way to wake up. I like that. I drink my coffee. I never turn the TV on. I don't sleep with a phone next to me. I have found that the gentler I can start my day, the better prepared I am for my day. But at our company, we start with a daily huddle, not start. We do it at 917 every day and we start working at eight. 917, why 917? 917. So because- There's, there's gotta be a story behind that. Right, if it's 915, everyone's gonna be late, right? <laughs> but if it's 917, you kind of remember and people start popping up on there at 915, but then we can actually get started okay, at 917. Really a great idea. Yeah, yeah so All make right, like a weird, like, you know, do your huddle oh. at 826. It's like when you see the speed limit sign that says seven miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, what? It, it, it triggers something. It triggers something. Oh. So we start that every day. It lasts 15 minutes. We have 18 people. We go through what our priorities are for the day, what we're working on, what our top priority is, and then we have just a cheers. And then starting in COVID times, we went to two huddles a day. So then we have our second one at a more traditional time, 445. And at 445, we just wrap up the day. 
and say everything that we've accomplished or that we still have yet to do. And the reason for that second one in the day was really when the world turned upside down. I wanted to see my people. I wanted to see what their voices sound like. I wanted to see what their eyes look like. So we get on Zoom. We don't do it, you know, just hearing it. We are on Zoom. You have to have your video on. And it started off with just a temperature check. And it also started off because in the morning when we talked, we had no idea what the afternoon would be. We were really working hour by hour. And then it became where we could work day by day. And then we got to, we can plan 48 hours out. Then we got to plan a week out. Now on our editorial calendar, we're starting to plan January, which is more of a normal routine for us. But in March and April, we were changing what we'd be writing the next day, hours before. Right, so true. No wonder you're so successful. That sounds really like a, it, it sounds like you are really in touch with not only your employees, but also with the atmosphere of the world and, you know, locally, nationally, everything, which is so nice because, you know, I know a lot of people probably felt isolated during that time, but you know, the ones, the companies that really made their people feel still part of the crowd, um, still part of the community. I'm sure that that did so much. So I, I work by myself. So yeah, I'm at home and I can imagine, I like to be around people. So I can imagine other people are that way too. Oh, a hundred percent. And it was hard on a couple of people in our team that live by themselves. You know, that was really hard for them. And we would get feedback from our readers too about, you know, could you please start talking more about people who are living by themselves? And, yeah. you know, it was, it was just a, you know, a strange time. I know. I'm so glad that we're kind of, you know, it seems like we're kind of, we're in Tennessee. You're in, you're in Nashville, yeah. right? So Tennessee. So, you know, we kind of are easing more. Um, I have friends that, in fact, I just did an interview with a, a guy from California and they're still, you know, pretty, pretty hardcore there. So we'll, we'll see how everything works out, but um, okay. So now style blueprint started out as a blog, right? It did. It started off as a blog, but it was, it was during, well, I want to say similarly, challenging economic times although I don't know what's similar to today because some businesses are just taking off like crazy and others are not ours it was you know the financial collapse of 2008 and you saw all these small businesses and this was you know before it was like cool to like say shop local embrace local those like you know there was no social media and like I don't even know if the term maker existed so you know, like it's yeah. crazy to think what happened 12, 11 years ago. Nuts. Yeah. So we saw all these places closing in town in Nashville and my business partner and I, we were like, you know, um, we'd like to do something to help keep them open. And Nashville had started to kind of take off, but not like how it's taken off at this point. And we knew that we weren't going to make any money at it. And we said, let's just try to plant some seeds though, that we could make this into a business down the road. So we definitely went into it with the mindset of let's treat this bigger than it's just our own personal blog. Yes, we definitely did. But we were buying like the book blogging for dummies. Like we didn't know what we were doing, but we could write. And so we just started writing and something that really got under our skin was when people would say, not, not, lots of people, but enough people. I feel like if you have, you know, if you've got a lot of money in your bank account, then spend it local. Right. Right. And we would run into people who um, weren't as affected by the 
economy and they would say stuff like, well, I, you know, I just have to travel to Atlanta to shop or, well, I'm going to Chicago this weekend because, you know, I, I just need to go shopping. I can't find what I need in Nashville. And I'm not saying that Chicago and Atlanta do not continue to eclipse Nashville in the shopping scene. They do. But Nashville's not a bad place to shop. It's actually a pretty good place to shop. It is. I agree. Yeah. So when they would say that and we're like, dang, have you taken a look around Nashville? Like, have you opened up the doors and gone into these places that are in your community that desperately need your dollar? So we just started writing about them because we thought, you know, the biggest challenge a small business owner has, and I've owned a restaurant before, so I know this. I was like, if I can just get someone to walk in my door and eat my food, they are coming back. Like I was 100% convinced of that, right? So if you're a small business, retail, restaurant, hair salon, any of it, you're like, just give me the chance. Yeah, just just come in. (laughs) Just come in. So our whole point was to open the doors to all these places in town so that people felt like they'd been in or they felt like they had the permission to go in. I think social media has helped with that a lot today, but at the time without that, it was, well, I don't know that place. Is it worth my time to go in? Now people love to go to something new because they want to put it on their social media. Like, ooh, I went into the new place. That did not exist at the time. And that's kind of the space that we filled. And then from there, because the economy was bad, Group Bomb became a really big thing in America. And everything from, you know, I think the Wall Street Journal down was saying, this is the best thing for local business since sliced bread, Groupon. Because of course you don't have to pay up front. You, you right. they split it with you. And we were boots on the ground here in Nashville and we were running into business after business that said, worst thing I ever did was that Groupon. Yeah. It's killing me. I sold so many of them and I sold a, you know, let's say a $40 coupon for $20, which means you get to come in and spend with that $20 you spent, you get to buy $40 worth of product and they were like they're only spending forty dollars they're not spending a dollar above and we have a lot of people who are not our typical customer they're coming in from all over to save twenty dollars we're never going to get them back in the door we're typically if you get someone in the door what we were just talking about you just get them in the door once you, you got them so true so so true it was terrible so we said we can do a better group on Right. So that was the first revenue. So we said, you know what? We'll call it the style blueprint deal. We white labeled the idea and we made it far more advantageous for the business to partner with us. So we gave them a bigger split. We paid them faster. We did not, um, we didn't say you have to sell thousands of these things. We just, and we didn't put five out a day. We put three out a week and we guaranteed them that they would be always be bookended with similar quality businesses and then the reader knew that that we were vouching for that business so they felt like it was a safe thing to buy so that was our first you know money maker and we just got rid of the deal this year i mean it was good for 10 years right but it kept going down and down because you know people buy them they don't use them and they're like i don't want to buy them anymore yeah we won't do it again so they're not repeat Right. So, I mean, they, there were enough people that were repeat, but it wasn't enough to, it, it was, it's, it's a hard business to be in. There's a lot of customer service. It's, it's just hard. Right. And we got to the point where we said, well, we're going to keep it because if the economy turns around, I mean, goes down, it's just a huge, you know, it can like ramp up really quick, but we never anticipated a 
the economy turning down for small business in an atmosphere where people were scared to go out and shop. Right. So we were like, oh, we, we can't put our company, I mean, because we lost tons of money this year. We right. can't put our our company on the line by having all these people we're partnering with. What if they go out of business? And then, you now know. what? You're going to have to to cover for that. Yeah, even though it says that we don't on the rules, we still did. Someone would complain, we'd still refund their money. But when we refunded someone's money, we had already paid the company their split. Wow. And then, so we're like out a lot of money at that point. And um, it's not just like it's a break even deal. It, we're like in the rears big time. You know, you don't think about that. So someone like me who ha is not involved in all of this, I know what style blueprint does because I read it every single day. Thank and you. so I, um, but I never would have thought about that, but that is definitely something, the hardships that you guys have been through, not only the small businesses, but you guys as a publication doing the same, that's, that sounds like that could be really bad. Yeah. It could, it, and so it just kind of got to be like an unhappy space for us. Right. You know, so we got, we got rid of it during a year where, you know, media companies are all struggling and we don't take political advertising. So it's not like we could be like a traditional media company and say, right. that's okay. Right. Cause we've got all this money coming in from campaigns. We're going to make up for it with that. Yeah. We, we weren't able to take advantage of that. We don't want that on our site. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you. Not, not in this, not in this craziness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. We want, yeah. Um, okay. So, so then your, the stores that you do choose and I can vouch for this, um, which is why I was so excited to be able to interview you is because I really can vouch that every single store I've ever ventured into because of style blueprint, um, has been fabulous. And, and the things that you find are really fun. In fact, this ring that I have on right now, I, let's see. Oh, pretty. Is that a uh, Elizabeth Locke? It is not Elizabeth Locke. It looks but it like her. In, uh, there was a, a jeweler, Peter Poole, in Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. So they are no longer, unfortunately, what it, that was kind of tragic what happened there. But um, they, I found them through Style Blueprint. Yeah. They were an advertiser of ours. Yes. They yeah. became a really, really big. Um, uh, they, our favorite place to get jewelry. So my husband knew always he could go in there and get jewelry, but that was from style blueprint. So oh, I love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really fun story. So then, um, how did you go? I mean, how do you go about picking the stores? Like, what does that process look like? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, there's no formula to it really. It becomes something where we try to be out in the community and we try to go in and just be like, wow, this is great. Um, we hire people that have a similar um, viewpoint as far as as style viewpoint, right? And that they say, oh, no, it doesn't matter if there's a, like, if that ring, well, if we were showing a beautiful ring that were like $50 or a beautiful ring that were $7,000, well, Style Blueprint can carry both of those. I mean, we've had for $300,000 on our site before, yeah. but we're not putting it out there like, so, you know, go get this for your wife's birthday. Yeah, just run out, just run out and grab that. <laughs> it's more like, well, for the people who really have the ability, wow, and, yeah. you know, so it's really about the way we frame it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have really nice stuff that we feature on style blueprint, but we try to frame it in a way that is not exclusive, but if you right. can't afford it, it's aspirational. 
No, yeah, absolutely. It goes anywhere from like 50 bucks to, you know, like you said, thousands. And that's perfect because sometimes you're in the market, you know, maybe at Christmas you're in the market for something a little more expensive, but during, you know, like during the week when you're like, I just really want to find something, you know, kind of fun. Oh, I saw this thing on style blueprint. I'm going to go run there and check that out. Cause I haven't seen it. So, so that's perfect. And I think you guys nail that. Um, now let's talk a little bit about, the business side of when you kind of got started, because I do have, I have entrepreneurs that sort of listen as well. Um, so it took, I read that it took, and you can correct me, but I read that it took 18 months to get a thousand page views in one day. Yeah, that's about right. I remember that night actually. Um, like I remember our first story, it was about when Pure Bar came to town um, and we got 600 page views on this one story that I wrote. And we were like, oh my gosh. Yeah that's crazy. Like it was like, Oh my gosh. And it was because I went and took a class and I, um, you know, we're just, we write in a conversational way. And I still remember that article because I was writing about how I wanted to cuss out butterflies during the class because it's so hard that it's like, you can't even think like unicorns and butterflies to get through it. Cause you're trying to cuss them out because it hurts <laughs> so bad. And like, she was swamped from that article. <laughs> like her <Awesome>. business. <laughs> I love it. That is hilarious. These people are like, I can relate. I really want to feel that way. Um, right. Yes. And I do agree. Like sometimes pure bars. Oof. It's hard. And this was before like there were a lot of other bar places. So this was the first, you know, pure bar has a special place in the bar world. Right. Bar method took off in other areas of the country. I know it came here after pure bar, but when you're the first. And so we were just explaining what it's like to work out a muscle to the point of fatigue and beyond, which yeah. most people weren't familiar with at the time. But anyway, so then a few months later, we were just doing a rebrand on the site and getting our first like kind of more professional look. And we wa we had like a little tally or something that we were watching that because I don't think it was Google Analytics. Who knows what it was? But I remember staying up that night. So I'm like, I'm going to see it go over a thousand page views. I love it. Yeah. And it was so exciting, but it did take 18 months. And for a solid year of that, we had been writing every day, five days a week. So it wasn't like, you know, and I remember talking to someone who had um, a successful blog and they were like, oh, you'll get to like, you know, where you have thousands of pages a day within a few months. And I think people say that and they don't realize how belittling it is because, you know, a lot of people don't get to that. Like maybe you have like, that one piece that goes viral and usually that's more of an opinion piece or something like moms can relate to moms or something like that right if you're that doesn't happen for a lot of people you have to work really really hard and i think the lightning in the bottle to expect that is super discouraging right it's uh, it is almost gives unfair um expectations and i know for me with with my podcast you know, I've been doing it. I actually started my podcast at the beginning of COVID. Oh, I didn't realize it was that new. Yeah. It's, great job. yeah. Yes, it's new. And so, but I, I started out, I, I didn't realize it was, co I mean, I didn't realize it was going to be co about that because you know, I planned for probably a year. I knew I was going to do it because it was something that was in my heart. And so anyway, long story short, yeah, it's when you kind of see like, like, okay, two people are listening. Um, and I think it's my husband and my sister, you know, and then, and then it grows and then it kind of grows and people share or whatever. So that's, that's hard. And when people, if they get this sort of 
I don't know, disappointed or rejected, you feel kind of, but just keep going. And I think that was the key for you is that it would have been easy to go, Hey, they said I was supposed to get thousands of page views and everyone else gets that, but me. And that's not true, you know, and that's, it's that's not true. And you know what? It's so funny. Cause like today, I mean, COVID has hit us. Like our page right. is down because we don't have the same amount of people, you know, looking to feed a crowd, right. <laughs> to dress, exactly. to go to an event. You right. know, there's some of our things, that, but, you know, but our core is there. All that to be said, you know, there are some ways when we had 600 passionate people all within the same zip code that did everything we said we, that they should do could in some ways be more impactful than we are today on some businesses, right? right. I mean, yeah. and what I mean by that is if you have a group of people who are just avid followers and they just, that is really powerful. And now we get to affect more people and more businesses and really do things on a, like a much bigger level. But what I mean by that is when you're just starting out, there's like a beautiful magic thing there that people don't, necessarily take the time to realize because when you're bigger and a lot of people know about you well it's not like the secret anymore that people are like oh this is my own special thing you know right. so right there's you're not making novel. money then it's someone's yeah. own special secret thing <laughs> yeah that's exactly right um well you have certainly you make it look easy, but I know that it hasn't been. I know that you've overcome challenges because as, I mean, that's just how it goes in business. So what, um, what challenges have you overcome that you could share with us that, I mean, even maybe when you just first started out and we may have just touched on them. Yeah. I mean, there's so many challenges. Every day has its challenge. I, you know, there's challenges of the way that you look at yourself. There are challenges about the way that you think others are perceiving you. There are challenges with your business structure. There are growth challenges. When we really started growing, I was like, why don't we have any money? And it was, you know, I did not understand because I didn't go to business school. And I think business school a lot of times doesn't prepare you for entrepreneurship anyway. Um, but that growing businesses eat cash. Like, you know, once you have to start paying, uh, you know, for your space and employees and healthcare, which was like one of the greatest days of my professional career when we could start offering healthcare. And, you know, all of a sudden it's just every platform we use, well, there's a user fee per person in our, in our company, you know, it just adds up and it becomes really expensive. And so I'd be like, well, we, we, we've grown by like 30%. What, what, why is my profit down? Well, you have to step back and say, because I'm investing in the company, but you also have to have a plan to get that margin back up, you know? So I would say one of the biggest lessons learned, one is to have a really good bookkeeper, Um, uh, not have your books get messed up ever, um, which is going to happen. Your books are going to get messed up. So don't feel ashamed for that, but like that has to be a priority. Um, But always be looking, always understand your margin versus growing the company and you want to get back to that strong margin but sometimes you're not going to have a margin that year because you're investing it all like right now we're redoing our website that is so expensive we have like thirteen thousand pages on there and we pulled a bunch of stuff we still have thirteen thousand pages and we create this new website and not lose a drop of seo that's so scary and that means you're not paying the cheap company no, you're not. That's <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. 
Oh my! That comes from having a profit. That's not like that goes in my pocket. That goes into the business because that is what helps our company continue to grow. That helps that feeds 18 people whose salary depends on it. And also feeds all these advertisers who we have, who know that they get results from us. We have to exist and to exist. You have to put all this money back into your company. Ah, yeah, right. Well, I mean, I think that all sounds, that's, that's great advice though, because you know, financials, you consider yourself a creative, right? I do. I do. I I have this weird ability. I can flip back and forth. Like I have people who just don't get my brain because they're like, I'm going to see, I'm going to say, I agree with that. Um, I I would say for me, like I am am a creative, um, and I'm not quite as business savvy as it sounds like you are, because to me, it sounds like you're working on both sides of the brain. I work on both sides and I can flip pretty quickly um, with that. And that is very helpful, but it's also, um, I do have my happy points and I would rather be much more creative, but I will say that when I go into that creative space and that's what I'm really putting out there, I start to then worry what's, where are the details? (laughs) So it's not my happy point to sit down and do details. It's not at all. But if I don't have that understanding, I, I, I can't let my brain be free enough to be creative, if that makes Is sense. Is that something that you kind of make yourself do? Um, do you have meetings with your, say, you, your bookkeeper? Um, is that something that you kind of have to make? Every yourself? week. Every week. Okay, that, that was my question. Now you- I have standing meetings, and I work better with standing meetings because I know how to make my day. Now, what I'd love to do is have all my standing meetings in the afternoon because I'm more creative in the morning, but my calendar is flipped my meetings are in the morning. So that's something that the next two years I'd like to work on. That's your goal is to work, to flip them where you're able to be creative in the morning. Like maybe start at 10, you know, just give me two hours in the morning to dive deep and not have to worry about stopping. Okay. All right. So that's all really interesting. I mean, I, I, I liked what you said because it, it sounds, it rings very true. Growing businesses eat cash. Yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, it, I can see that. And other entrepreneurs that I've talked to say the same thing, but don't get scared by that because right. that's what you, it's supposed, it, by design, it's supposed to do that. It's supposed to, but no one tells you that. I feel right. like that should be like something that like maybe people talked about in, where, where though, right? That's what I was going to say in business school. Not really, because like you said, entrepreneurship, you know, for me, I've always been an entrepreneur, but it's sort of, um, it doesn't necessarily go hand in hand with having business sense, you know? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I, you know, I will say on that, like just to plug somebody who I think does a good job. Okay. Um, there's a company it's, they're actually based in Nashville, but they have a national reach called story brand and it's Donald Miller. And he has this business made simple university. Oh, okay. And it's pretty, I mean, I think it's pretty cheap. So for a year, I think it's $299 and they put all these courses in there. And what I love about it is it's not like each course they're like, so now for another $299, you can get this course. You know, you love that one so much for $599, we're going to give you this. And it's and, you, and you're likely to get caught in that. Yeah. And you're like, I don't even have time to read all this, you know, right. but, but you're like, but I, but I got to get it. Cause they're saying, you know, I only for 48 hours. And so I love this business made simple university. They create all these courses. They just put it in there. As long as you're a member of it, you have to pay every year, you get access to all of it. 
and it really is about how to run your business and run it well for people who are running their business. It's not about all this other stuff out there where you have to worry about, you know, the global economics. This is about running your business, having a clear message. Um, you know, it doesn't talk about every single thing, but like it, the, the broad points, I think it is a bargain and I think every entrepreneur should buy it. And I think that they should be listening to Donald Miller's weekly podcast. And then he does this thing where he sends a five minute video. Like once you sign up for, like you can sign up for his videos without being a part of business, you know, university, made simple university. Um, and it's just a five minute video every morning that just touches on an aspect of business or personal growth. And they're just really strong. And I will say that I, I think that it's great because again, if you're not around people who have experienced all the bad stuff in entrepreneurship and are talking about it, because a lot of people don't, you're not gonna learn. He puts it all out there in a way that's very digestible. And I think after a year of anyone listening to his stuff, you're you're going to be a better business person. You are going to run your business better. It doesn't mean you can still do it all, but right. what it means is that you can at least understand what you can't You're do. Understanding higher for it. His, he has a book, Story Brand, right? He does, Story okay. Brand. I think I have it. it. That, shame on me, I haven't read it yet, but now I'm gonna have to go find it and read it's it. It's great. He came up with another one this spring called Marketing Made Simple, which oh. I also recommend. Anyway, I think they do a great job. Thank you for that. That's wonderful. I think people really benefit from that. Um, I'll put that in the show notes for everybody listening, just um, so that, so you're not, if you're driving, don't write it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now um, I, I have this question that I've recently added and I know we're, we're getting, we, we run long because I love talking to you. Um, but ha in my opinion, um, one of the best, I mean, one of the happiness is the key to a wildly successful lifestyle in my opinion i think if you can have everything but if you're not happy are you successful so i'm asking you like what truly I, i've started asking people what truly makes them happy so is yeah. it something that truly deep down like this is what makes me happy yeah it's gonna sound weird i'm gonna i feel like when i when i say it that it like maybe it's like a bad thing but i love making other people happy and that makes me happy and so what i mean by that is when we can like at style blueprint if we can write an article and it changes someone's business and and they're like you don't understand what this did for me i that like for so long when I personally wasn't making money, that was my payment. And I felt so enriched by that, you know? Yeah. My employees, like when they say, you don't understand how much this team means to me and what's been built here. That makes me to my core so happy. So I can say cooking and listening to music while I'm cooking and drinking a glass of wine. I love doing all of, all of that, but I would far prefer to do that after a day where I know that I like, what we put out into the universe has had an impact. That's beautiful. I, I think I have goosebumps because that <laughs> I can absolutely feel that that is the truth. And, um, and I think you do it well. I, I, I really do. I mean, I, I can tell you that just from my, from what I read, I think you probably do that with all of your, um, the, each city I think has a touch of you in it. 
you know? Well, that's our overall mission. You know, I've given like some keynote speaks, uh, speeches on uh, mission and, you know, our mission statement isn't anywhere on our website, but you know, our company knows the mission and the mission is to have a positive impact on the world. So that's why, you know, it's really easy. We would have more page views if we said this is the number one restaurant not to eat at in Memphis. Oh my gosh. Everyone would click on that, right? This is the restaurant with the lowest health score in Memphis this week. But I don't know that that's adding anything positive into the world. No, it almost, it actually feels, yeah, if it yeah. runs the energy way down and you're, it's not what you're about. Yeah, so we're not a Pollyanna publication. We're not out there and we're just going to speak nice on everyone. But what we're doing is we're choosing the positive story. So, for example, if we went into some store and just had this terrible experience, we don't go out and write about it. Like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like the person on Facebook that really just has to talk about everything negative in their life. We're just not going to write about it. You know, <laughs> let's just find something good to write about. I'm sure that something good happened in that store. I, I But we can just like go to another store, you know, <laughs> like it's okay. So at, at the end of the day, I just feel like, I mean, we know that if we are making people a little bit happier about the place that they are blooming in and that it's like the little butterfly wings, you know, that that little bit of impact and we have, you know, 120. 5,000 email subscribers and we've got 5 million people a, re a year that read us. If we are providing happiness where they don't even realize like that it's this positive impact every day, but they just, they're reading it because they feel better. Well, then they're going to be nicer, you know, and then they're going to, and we fundamentally believe in that big aspect of what we You're, do. You are impacting the world in a positive way. And that's, yeah. that's something, um, I, I, I think that that adds value and it doesn't, for me, I write in my journal every single day. Um, James Clear, have you read Atomic Habits? You know what? I, I think my husband has that book, but I've not read it, but I've, I've heard him talk about it. Okay. Yeah. It's so good. And, and he, I follow him on Instagram and he put something out that said, something about what do you want? Like I, he journals every day, something that he wants. And so I started doing that. It's so interesting, oh. the things that come out. And one of them that generally I want to make a positive impact on the world, you know, and that's and in a positive way, you know, and whatever yeah. that is. And so I think that's beautiful that that's your mission. Um, and so I have, I have one more question and then I want to talk to find out how everyone gets style blueprint in their inbox okay. if they don't have Absolutely. it already. So um, if you could, what advice would you give to yourself when you were just starting out? Um, if I, uh, you know, uh, not to miss as many days at the pool with my kids as I did. Well, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. I went like a whole two summers and I never went to the pool with my kids. I just worked all the time. Yeah. I just felt the pressure of getting this thing launched and I look back at that and, you know, hey, it worked, but I think, <laughs> it, I think it still would have worked if, um, right. if I could have just maybe removed myself for a few hours a day or done right. something where I was, um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I wish I hadn't been as distracted around them for a couple of years. Well, that is beautiful. And I'm sure that they'll appreciate hearing that, hearing, you know, you say that. So, uh, and also to find a good bookkeeper at the beginning. Right, right. For mm -hmm. sure. A good yeah. bookkeeper. 
work. Mm. That's so well, true. I say that. Uh, I we know. were not so lucky. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's well, okay. you know what? It, it caused you to get a good one. <laughs> Sometimes yes. that contrast, it makes it even better. <laughs> All right. So how do people get Style Blueprint into their inbox if they don't already have it? So if you go to styleblueprint.com, then there's a, you know, sign up here and you can do that. I think it's, I mean, you could also just Google style blueprint sign up Okay. and it'll, it'll pop up. Awesome. All right. Well, I will put that in the show notes and I'll also put these other things that we talked about in the show notes. So everybody will have that too. And this has been so much fun. I knew it would be because Thank you're you. amazing and your company is amazing and I congratulate you on all of that. So, and oh, well, you don't understand how much that means to hear that from you. So thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.